You are now listening to Execute the Secrets to Fast Success podcast featuring Phenom. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Execute the Secrets to Fast Success podcast. I'm your host, Phenom. We are still in the season of talking to real people that have real challenges, that have real success. And today we have with us Pete Sinna, a pioneering, pioneering excuse me, entrepreneur, co-founder of Digital Surgeons, building his career on developing cross-functional teams for Fortune 500 startups alike. He's a forward-thinking thought leader with ex- with the expertise spanning from branding all the way to Web3 technologies, attracting 33,000 Twitter followers and 4.2 thousand on Medium. Dedicated to his academia, Pete mentors also at Yale and acts as an entrepreneur in residence at the University of Connecticut. He hosts his own podcast, Forward Obsessed, exploring business and tech insights. And... Originating from a dorm room startup, he built District, a CT-based tech campus and guided startups to success. But now, Pete focuses on AI, societal impact, and inspiring future entrepreneurs. Pete, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, especially on a Friday, right? On a Friday afternoon for being with us today. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And um, whoever wrote that opener made me sound way more important than I am. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here, excited to give back and, and see how I can hopefully inspire other people. You know, I always like to say, I, I wish I could be my mentor when I needed it most back in the day. So now mm. I'm just trying to get back, you know, share my story and, and what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me, just so other people maybe don't have to make as many mistakes and fall down as many times as I fell down in the last 20 years. Mm. We're, we're going to come back to that. But before we do, like I was just telling you, uh, I do have some rapid fire questions for you. So I'm going to ask them rapid fire style. Just say the first thing that comes to your head and we're just going to move through it. All right. Bet. All right. First thing, what's your go to karaoke song? I don't sing ever. Not even like the shower, the car by yourself. I'm not a singer, but if I, if it had to be anything, it'd probably be like singing journey when I'm drunk. Like, you know, don't stop <laughs> believing or something, even though I don't know the words, but <laughs> all you need is to know a couple words of that song. So that's, that's all that really matters. <laughs> What's the weirdest food combination you've ever had? Oof, weirdest food combination, probably like some like umami, like sushi thing uh, or something like that. How was it? Terrible. I don't like seafood at all. All right. Well, never again. What's your favorite way to unwind after a long day? Hands down meditation. Oh, I love that. Camping or a luxury hotel? No doubt. Luxury hotel. <laughs> you don't want to see me in the woods. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Ooh. I'm going to have to go with pasta, but I feel like either one's a good bet. Pancakes or waffles? Oof, I like these questions. Pancakes. All right, all right. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? Based on the other one, I pretty much know the answer. Beach? Believe it or not, Uh mountain retreat was probably the one I would pick. Um, I love going to beaches, but I don't love to be on the beach because if you can't tell, I'm like as white as a ghost. So I burn really easily. So for me, I, I love to stay in the shade. Heard. Okay. And last one, if you were granted one wish, what would you wish for and why? Unlimited wishes. Unlimited. 
trying to cheat the system, I see. <laughs> well, I think, listen, like, you got to be a force multiplier, right? You, you, yeah. I, I used your constraints to generate a new outcome. So I love it. Uh, okay. All right. Fine. I, I can go with that. So I do want to circle back real quick for to the statement that you were saying as soon as we got started that you like to be the mentor that you essentially that you wish you had growing up. Is it that's yeah. is that about what you said? Why is that? Uh-huh. So I feel like advice is really hard to so good advice is really hard to come by. Um I feel like not knowing the right questions to ask is what limits us from getting the right answers. And I feel like a lot of times, like not having someone who's been there, done that, what you've tried to do, it's hard to find that person or those people. And then when you do find those people, everyone's always trying to like sell you something or like projecting their shit on you. So I just feel like I wish I had someone that had my best interest in mind that had been on the journey that I was about to embark on so that perhaps my journey might've been met with either less resistance or less of a roller coaster um, for what it's worth. When did you first start to get into mentorship or mentoring? Mentoring other people or both? Like, like when, So sometimes, and I know for me personally, I got into having a mentor before I got into mentorship. And I know some people are flipped. Like they had, uh, they were mentoring before they even had a mentor. Yeah. I mean, I, I had my first mentor at 40 years old. So I think the, the you said 40, 40. Oh, 40. I was like, yeah. you were comprehending everything at four years old like that. No, for a mentor? Not. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not you phenom. No, that's not me. <laughs> um, but no. So yeah, I mean, I've been mentoring since I was probably 17 years old in terms mm-hmm. of mentoring other people, like coaching other people, supporting other people, because I was, you know, the first person in my family to be an entrepreneur, the first person in my family to graduate college. So like a lot of people have, I guess, looked up to me over the years because of the things that I've done. Um, I never really said I would see myself as a role model, but like I'm always offering advice. People come to me a lot with like problems and questions. Um, Like I feel like if I was to open my phone right now and just scroll through, like outside of like my wife or my brother, like everyone that's in my feed and my social media feed, my, my text messages, my DMs is like asking questions, asking for things, that sort of thing. So that's just kind of like, you know, I'm like the fixer for some people. How was it to be the first person within your family to be an entrepreneur? Uh, it made like, me both proud and terrified at the same time. Why terrified? Because when people put you on a pedestal, the only place you can go is down. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I, I haven't, I hear terrified sometimes, but I do hear excited a lot because they're like, I'm going to be the first person. I don't want to say to break generational curses, but they're like, I'm going to step on this leap of faith. But I love that yeah, you no, said terrified. Not excited. Not, not excited by any means. <laughs> so how the pressure? You're like I'm. So my. So my. I'm named after my father. Right? I grew up okay. in a like Italian American family, so like I carry his name. So the pressure mm-hmm. of like not fucking up his name mm-hmm. is something that's been with me for my whole life. I feel like it's that fear of failure that's driven me forward to do the things that I've done and continue to do. Um, yes. Am I excited about the future? Am I excited about the possibilities? Absolutely. It's a big part of my ethos, mm. but I would say like getting to this place, it was fear of failure and fear of like fucking up that legacy or that whatever that like held me back in the beginning years. I do not recommend that to people, but that's just the shit that came with me to, for better or for worse. 
do you still feel that sometimes now, even though you've been in the game for so long that you have that fear of failure? For sure. I mean, I think for me now, less fear, fear of failure is like fear of not being able to take care of my family, right? Mm. Like whether it's like, you know, healthcare and the things that my wife and my son need or whatever it is like that, that fear for me, like I know for a fact that like, if you took everything away from me right now, like all my material possessions, all my financial wealth, if you let me keep my knowledge and my wisdom, I could do it all over again, probably a hundred times faster and a hundred times better. No question. But the idea that now as a provider that I might not be able to provide, that is gives me some gives me some stress, but that's why I meditate every single day. I love, love so much how I just want to emphasize something that you said. You took everything away from me, but I'll still have my knowledge. Right. That's one thing that I'm a I'm a fan of. I can see that we're both fans. I see the books in your background. I, I have the books in my background. I see that we are knowledge seekers. When it comes to essentially elevating a person's life. How does a person know how to seek out the right knowledge? Like where where do, where does a person go in your situation? Let's let's use for you example. Like where did you start going to seek out knowledge? So first, let me answer the question, but then let me answer the question on how I seek out knowledge because right. the first thing is like you ever seen that stupid meme that's like the the dude that's like fuck around and find out, fuck, fuck <laughs> yes. around and find out. Like we've all seen that stupid video. Like I think that's the 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 way to consuming any knowledge is start from a place of curiosity, start to ask questions, ask questions to people, ask questions to the internet, ask questions to chat GPT, like start asking questions and you're going to go down the Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole, as I call it, which is like one thing will lead to another thing. Mm -hmm. One job will lead you to another, another thing. I think in life, it's more, it's more about knowing the things that you love than the things you don't love. And mm. in order to get to the things you love, you have to know what you don't love. Mm -hmm. So you can't chase passion because the problem is if you don't know what you're passionate about, then what are you chasing? So for me now, I'm less about chasing and I'm more about attracting. That's mm. been the flip that I wish I had when I was 20 years old I, that I have now. So as for how I sought out knowledge back in the day, it was reading anything that I could find that was created by someone credible, right? So like, I would seek out ancient wisdom. Like, let me look at the, like the wisdom of Kings. Let me look at the wisdom of Queens. Let me look at the wisdom of people who have achieved things. War generals. Like, you know, like I always recommend people read the art of war, right? It's a fantastic book. Um, learn about psychology because, because we're mm -hmm. all human, right? And the way the brain works is going to help you. So I think going on that, going down that journey for me, I don't like to read. Um, I, I, sorry, I didn't like to read. I love to read now. I really enjoy it. When I'm on that mountain retreat or on the beach, like you described <laughs> earlier on that question, I'm constantly reading when I can. Um, I love to consume information because I believe that like as a society, I think that we're information obese, but we're wisdom poor. And what I mean by that specifically Ooh. is how do you get wisdom, right? Like you have to consume information and then apply that information and test it against your own mental models. And that's how we start to build I think character, it's how we build resilience mm -hmm. and how we build connection. So for me, it's just going out and seeking it. That's how, that's the answer to your question. Can you say that one more time? You said, I can't remember the word for it, something but obese, knowledge. Yeah. Can you just say it one more time? I, yeah. The last part. Yeah. I just need to hear it again. Yeah. We're information obese, information obese. but wisdom poor. Man, that's a bar. 
I like that. Thanks, it's, it's, it's true. I got eight more if you want it. So. <laughs> no, that's true because I, I, we're in a in a in a society right now where so much information is thrown at us all day, every day, and it gets to the point sometimes if you know I feel as if we get in information overload, we get stuck. We get stuck and we get all this information fed to us, and we don't know what to do with it. And to the point, we just we don't take action, like you said, and. When you start taking action, that's where you start to gain wisdom. You need that experience to to enable yourself to grow. And yeah, and like let's let's just make it scientific for a second, right? Like not like it. not like high school science class, but like let's get science <laughs> for a second. It's like if you looked at like Michael Phelps or LeBron James or or these like goats of athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at the amount of calories that they consume every single day. If any of us consume, well, you box, so probably not you because you're, you're just pretty fit. But like, if any of us consume that amount of calories, we would be sick. We would be obese. We would have so many health problems, right? Their bodies, their minds are machines. Mm-hmm. And as a result of it, they need that increased amount of cal- caloric, you know, mm-hmm. density essentially to be able to go and do that, right? So like, what I mean by that, when I say that is like, we're all on Instagram, TikTok, consume, consume, consume on these infinity pools, just pulling in information. Mm -hmm. And the more we engage that information, the more the algorithm gives us more of that fucking echo chamber. Right. Mm -hmm. So like for me, like I always think about like, do you know what the most profitable section of any bookstore is? No, tell me. The self help section. You know why? Tell me. I know. I I didn't know either. Yeah. No, no. Like, but do you know why? And I didn't know why either, which was like, it's because people buy a self-help book, they read it like a fad diet, and they finish it. And instead of just doing what James Clear says in Atomic Habits or doing what this person says, doing what this person says, they go get the next self-help book instead of just practicing the fucking book. Yeah. So it's great for book sales, but it's terrible for society. So we're information obese and we're wisdom poor because instead of just taking that knowledge or that information and going to act upon it and learn what works for us or doesn't work for us, we're taking the words and wisdom of other people, but we're not applying it to our own lives and work. And that's why we're wisdom poor. And for me, I think that I get value and I think everyone, especially your audience can get value by saying like, look, where are you at right now? Where do you want to get to? Right? Like, you know, if, one of your audience is like, all right, I want to graduate school and I want to, I want to be in the league. All right, cool. So you want to be a sports player. Okay. Let's look at who do you want to be like in the league, right? Or I want to graduate school. I want to go be an actor. I want to go be, you know, whoever in the thing. I want to go be this musician. I want to go be this entrepreneur. Okay. Let's break that down, right? Let's, let's look at the outcome we want first, right? So like I'll use Mark Cuban as an example, right? Like wouldn't we all love to own a basketball team? Like I know I would, right? right? So like, all right, cool. Mark Cuban. Who is Mark Cuban today? Okay. He's a father. He's a founder. He's an entrepreneur. He's an investor. He's an entertainment brand. He's a media personality. Okay. What are all those things? You could pick any one of those things and go out and get, get a book on it, go out and get a class on it, go out on a YouTube video about it, go on a TikTok binge about it, whatever it is, right. watch a documentary about it, about how to be a media personality, how right. to, what you need to do to be able to do this. And then you can start breaking down these big things. But now once people start investigating what what needs to be done to get to that Mark Cuban status, you might not want to sleep underneath your desk and eat ramen noodles for the first few years of your life. You might not want to grind like that, right? You might not want to be doing constant appearances and charity events, those kinds of things like LeBron does, right? So you have to understand like 
who's where you want to be and then start to break that down into the different, like I call it the different libraries, right? Like the different libraries. So the library of entrepreneurship is a big one. The mm-hmm. library of, you know, of fitness is a different one, right? Find the libraries that have the wisdom that you want mm-hmm. and go out and seek that wisdom. And sometimes that means just hooking up with you, Phenom, right? Like having a conversation with you about the things that you've been through and where you're at in your career, right? Sometimes it's going to a specific place and connecting with these people. Sometimes it's just fucking sliding someone's DMs and shooting your shot, right? Right. Exactly. To me, that's where I believe that people don't think outcome first. Mm-hmm. People think output first, right? Like, like I want to get this car or I want to get this thing or I want to get this title, but they don't actually unpack the why. So what I teach people how to do in my creativity classes is like, I ask a why question, they answer, I go why, and then why, and then why, and I typically go five or six whys deep, call it five whys, and typically what I find is at the bottom of that of that questioning, it's either fear, love, or greed mm. that is driving it, which is ultimately a function of the ego. Mm. And that's where the shit gets on a different level. If I had that wisdom, like talking about like, take it all away from me, if I had that awareness when I was 19 years old, I would not be on this podcast right now. I would be mm-hmm. off the grid completely. <laughs> I would not be on any social media. <laughs> like, but I don't have that wisdom. So I developed some different habits and here I am talking to you right now. What would you say is the most transformational book that you've ever read that just completely changed your life? Oof. There's been a bunch. If, um, if you can't I'm, think of a book, let's just, we can also go with the piece of information that you gain from anywhere. It can be in like, you know, old text, YouTube, anything, conversation. I'm really bad with superlatives because there's so many things I think that have really been transformational for me. I mean, on the business front, I think books like Good to Great, I recommend everybody reads Good to Great by Jim Collins. Like that was transformational for me on the business front. On the self-awareness front and the emotional intelligence, I'd say, you know, anything from Brene Brown um, mm. was transformational for me. Um, on creativity, I would say Rick Rubin's most recent book, his only book really, um, game changer on how to think about the world of creativity. Um, in terms of generating ideas, I'd say uh, Liz Gilbert's Big Magic book changed the way that I think about creativity, specifically because creativity has always come easy to me. It's just, it's a renewable resource for me, but I know a lot of people who don't think of themselves as creative. Mm. Liz Gilbert's book helped me understand how to couch that and how to approach that with other people that were not like me. Mm. Um, and then the last book I would say it, which again is very easy to to consume is, um, a book called the net and the butterfly by, I think it's Olivia Fox Cabone. Mm -hmm. And the net and the butterfly is a book about scientifically how we as humans get insights, get like those big ideas. And she breaks it down in all different types of people from, you know, Archimedes discovering something in the bathtub to these different kind of game changing minds over the last, you know, few hundred years. That book got me thinking a lot differently about what ideas are right in front of me that I just can't see because I'm not paying attention to them. So I would say those would be like some some books that come top to mind. But um, if anybody has any other questions or things that they want to learn about, you know, hit me up on Twitter and I'll I'll send you some books or or some videos or some courses. I mean, I'm I'm all about like getting fit with knowledge, right? Like you know, like I want to be I want when it comes to knowledge and wisdom, I want to be brolic as hell. And like for me, the way I've always done that is like crushing books, like crushing classes, 
studying, applying the information, you know, fucking around and finding out and making sure like what works and what doesn't work. And then just, I would say just paramount to all that is like, you have to learn how you learn Mm -hmm. and you have to learn how to unlearn. So like the way that I learn might not be the same as you, but what I will tell you is if you want to keep growing and expanding in life, the one thing that I learned the hard way is you have to learn how you learn so that you can learn. Not the way that your teacher told you how to learn, not the way that your partner told you how to learn or your co-founder told you how to learn, but you got to learn how you learn and you got to learn how to unlearn. Because I think a lot of the problems that we have in this world, the biases, the broken systems comes down to these things that were embedded in like multi-generations of DNA, Mm -hmm. like trauma that your grandfather's grandfather like took with him in DNA, that's held through the body through generations, right? Mm. So we already have flaws from the time we come out of the womb, right? Like I learned that when reading about science. So the, how do you unburden that? Well, the same way that if you're going to update a belief system, you have to unlearn it first Mm. before you can learn it. And that's, that's the shit I wish I knew at 19 years old because I'm like, oh shit, so you mean I don't have to chase all these different things? Like if I just did this, this, and this, this would work? Like that's where the formula gets a whole lot easy. I was trying to do calculus when I was 19 instead of basic math and arithmetic. What were some of the the hardest things for you to unlearn in your journey? Uh, first and foremost, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. Oh, I, love, I love that quote. I say it all the time. I love that one. It's so true. But it's true to say, it's easy to say, it's it's certainly easy to retweet on a, on a you know, fucking pretty yeah. Canva quote, right? <laughs> but it's really hard to follow. It is. It is. You know, because it's like, we're so attached to the things we make. You know, as humans, we're meaning makers, right? Like from the time they put a utensil in our hand that, that we use to like mark, we want to put our mark on everything as humans. You know, it's why dogs piss in the corner, you know, or on, on telephone poles, right? We're not much different than dogs. Right. We're not much different than those primal, primal beings. So I think that what comes with that is like, you know, you, we have to recognize that like, just because we created something doesn't mean that it has to be precious. Mm-hmm. And as a creative myself, I struggle with that. I love that. I think one of the best investments I made early on in my career was uh, into a course. I think it cost me like $5,000 at the moment, which nice. was way too much that I probably should have spent at, for my- What was the course? I'm curious to hear now. Course from scratch with Danielle Leslie. You, you ever cool. heard of you ever heard of her or the course? All right, cool. Basically, it was a no. it, was, it was a course that taught you how to make a course. <laughs> and so the one of the biggest things that she always spoke about was just get it done, right? She said the exact quote that you just said, done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. And oddly enough, I feel as if I paid five thousand dollars to hear that one sentence right there. When we talk about acquiring knowledge, sometimes it takes us to pay more to hear something so slight that would change our life for the re- for just the rest of the time that we're on this earth. And I felt like I needed to do that. I, and I, I did complete the course and I made my own course, made money from it. And then I made another course from it. Right. Nice. Thank you. But every single project that I attack or have attacked since then, I always keep in the back of my mind. I just need to get this done. Because one thing that she that yeah. she said, and I think this was really my first, I would say, real mentor um, that she always emphasized is you can always have a version two. Then you have a version yeah. three. Just get it done. And like you were saying, as creatives, we want to be perfect so bad. Like we will sit here on an idea for months, 
weeks, years, and time will go by and it would never get done. It won't even get started. Then we'll sit here and see somebody else doing say, man, that was my idea. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You can't, you can't claim that. And I, I love that you said that because I feel as if, honestly, if I could, I should probably just open up every single episode with that. Like <laughs> that one quote right there, because it needs to honestly be embedded into everybody's head, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're creative, whether in, you know, you working on the five year in corporate life, it doesn't matter what it is. If you can always remind yourself that perfect just overall does not exist and you can focus on improvement and you just get something done that's when you really start to see changes in your life. That's when you start to see improvement. Yeah. I mean, like what I, one of my mantras in life is like 1% better every day. I tell my team that I tell myself that. And it's like, you know, it just, because it's really like analysis paralysis is the thing that breaks people and breaks companies like hands down. And what I always tell people is like ideas are nothing without execution, but more importantly, like vision without execution is hallucination. Hmm. Like, and like, if you're tripping, then hallucinate. Great. But if you're trying to actually progress and grow in life, like I put the reps in, you know, show me anybody who's got anything that, that, that you want that hasn't put the reps in, except for some trust fund baby that like, <laughs> all the support, I'm guessing is not you and me, but I think besides that, like got to put the reps in. And that's the problem is people want to just skip to the finish line, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to finish the marathon or, or have the private jet or have the thing. Nobody wants to put the reps in. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think the, the fundamental difference that I look for now in people that I hire, that I partner with is like, have you demonstrated that you've done the hard work to get to where you're at? And have you demonstrated that you're willing to work hard? Because if you're not willing to work hard and smart, working hard and smart, I think is like so underrated in my opinion. Exactly. You get someone who works smart and hard and holy shit, like the game changes, Transformation. but it's a quadrant. Like I could draw you a picture. It's like, <laughs> you know, smartness level work, work hard level. Like, you know, I've seen more, I've seen people with less skills and intelligence succeed more mm -hmm. through hard work than I have people with skills and intelligence without work ethic. Work ethic's everything. It is. I love that you said you tell your team to be 1% better every single day because anybody that just knows, like I literally have it on the inside of my wristband. Oh, like, it's a up. secret, it's a secret message I keep on there to remind me every single day. And love that. It's, I, it's become a lifestyle because it, it's just truly how you have to wake up every single day. And one of the most recent uh, stories I can think that is relevant, I, I was with my boxing coach recently and I was just like, I, I just want to continue to get better at boxing. What do I do? Yeah. And he said, just shadow box. Yeah. Just sit there and punch air. Because like you said, what are you going to do? You're going to get the reps in. You're going to get the reps in with just throwing the punches. You don't need to be on the bag. You don't need to be sparring somebody. All you need to do is just sit there and use your mind, use your imagination and just do it. And everything else will become more natural. You'll get better at it. So I, I also got to ask you, what are you doing right now in your everyday life to be 1% better? So a couple things. Um, I have a constant appetite for learning. Mm. So I'm always tinkering with something, learning something. You know, I meditate every single day. It's a practice. Like I feel like practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And in my opinion, perfect, perfect practice is about doing the reps, right? So like I have a daily meditation practice. I've been meditating for years. Haven't missed a day. 
right? Um, Amazing. Period. Like I've, I've meditated in on planes, trains, automobiles, hotel bathrooms. Um, I meditated in the hospital when my wife was about to give birth to our son. Like I meditate. That's a non-starter for me. No matter what, I'm meditating every single day. Like everyone that's in my life knows that. Like I'll be like, I'll be right back if we're hanging out and it's like 11 o'clock. <laughs> I have to meditate before the end of this day. I'll be right back. Um, so meditation is key. Um, cause that lets me reflect on my knowledge that lets me, you know, capture things. I don't journal as much right now as I used to, mm-hmm. but I used to do a lot of like different, like mind mapping and drawing and like processing information. Um, I always have like a creative project that I'm experimenting with. So like right now, one of my creative projects is, um, I want to automate 30% of my life with AI. So, um, I basically mm-hmm. started doing different things, building different tools and stuff. So now I'm saving on average like 20 hours a week um, by just automating certain things in my life using AI. So teaching myself more about these technologies because in a couple of years time, it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. And these things are fundamentally transforming society, right? So that's just an example of like always learning, always applying things. I ask a lot of questions and I talk to a lot of smart people. So like one of the things I do a lot is like if you look at some of the best football players, what they do off season is they'll train like ballet or martial arts, right? Mm. They cross train. So when you were given that like extra fancy intro of who I am, like <laughs> what a cross functional team is, is a team that can play inside of their core discipline, mm. but also play the other discipline. So in the case of sports, it's like, yeah, you're a great football player, but you can also play soccer or basketball. In the case of what I do in branding and marketing, it's like, yeah, you're a great designer, but you can also write some code. You can also do some copy or some strategy. That cross-training is how you go into what I call a T-shaped employee, right? Which is like, you're really deep on one thing, like the bar and the T, but then you're also kind of wide, like your arms are out, like the top of a T, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can get T-shaped or M-shaped, now you've got a, bo- a wide body of skills. So how do I do that? Well, if I'm in line at the coffee shop or if I'm on a conversation like this with you, I'm testing my mental models to see what else I can learn. Like, Hey, I just, this is how it occurs to me for you. Now I'm like, what do you think? You're like, Oh, well, did you think about this? No, I didn't. That's a blind spot. Now that I'm building that connection, the same way that when you're shadow boxing and your brain is building different connections in the brain, that's how, when you get into a real fight in the ring, like mm-hmm. you're going to be light years above somebody else. Right. That's just mind body connection. So for me, it's like, if I'm talking to somebody who's an investment banker, I don't know shit about investment banking. Now I just had a 30 minute conversation with a stranger and now I'm like, oh, I, these new words, I never heard these words before. Let me go Google these words. Right. Now these words pop up in a book or they w- pop up in a story if I'm watching a movie or a Netflix show. Now my brain starts creating this lattice work of mm. interconnected mental models, right? And like, that's how I get 1% better every day. It's just stacking and compounding and stacking and compounding. And then like over time, that just gets more and more and more compressed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like sand or dirt, right? Like if you keep stacking it and stepping on a stack, it becomes pretty strong, right? right? But it starts out really basic. Um, so that, that's what works for me. From what it sounds like, and I'm pretty pretty much confirm this, that you are very disciplined. Would you would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I would say I'm definitely disciplined. Yeah. So I I was hearing, I was, I think I was watching a video yesterday. I think it came across on, on Instagram. And I, I agree with it 100%. And it was saying that at the end of the day, to get anywhere that you want to be, it takes discipline. And that was something that our parents used to talk, like tell us about all this all the time. Like, hey, you need to be more disciplined. You need to be more disciplined. And it 
for most of us, it went right over our head. And honestly, even now as adults, I believe that it goes over a lot of our heads as well. But for, you know, the very few that are disciplined every single day, like, you know, you and I, we understand that discipline is essentially the heart of everything. But a lot of people also talk about, I can't be disciplined. They put themselves in a box saying, I can't be disciplined or I don't know how to or anything like that. So, you know, with everything that you've done, you experienced within your your journey, I, I want to ask you, how did you grow in your discipline? Because discipline doesn't just happen overnight. You have to grow into it. So how did you grow into your discipline? Raindrops become puddles. Puddles become rivers. Mm-hmm. Rivers become oceans. Like, so at the most simple level, I believe that discipline at, at its most basic level is about consistency. Consistency compounds. So how you compound on consistency and get to being disciplined, I was never disciplined. I was a kid with ADHD that was all over the place that, you know, was a weirdo and was an introvert and like didn't understand most people. Like, you know, I wasn't the jock in school back then. It wasn't cool to be a geek. Now it's like, if you're a geek, it's like a compliment <laughs> back then. It's like, Oh, you're in the chess club. You're in the computer <laughs> club. You're a, you're a freaking nerd. Like you're not cool. Like, um, until you roll up in a brand new coupe and everyone's like, Oh, okay. You go on a trip every and, other week or every month or something like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and, but again, I'm not bragging about it, but it's like, or, you know, and then this other person that I talked to, you know, that was really cool in high school. Now they're like Al Bundy talking about like poke high football games. And, you know, that happened 20 years ago. So I think consistency, like the raindrop becomes a puddle, right? It's like every single day meditate. Mm-hmm. Like for the first year trying to do that, like I was frustrated as hell. Like maybe like two minutes and I wanted to like flip a table over. Like I was annoyed, right? Like when I first started writing code as a kid, like shit didn't work and I'd get frustrated, right? I think that like they say, you know, growth happens on the other side of your comfort zone. There's all these like tropes and like trite statements, but the truth of the matter is it's true, right? Mm -hmm. Every, you have to be willing to suck at something to be good at it. Mm. No matter what you do, whether it's boxing like you do or like design like I do or whatever the hell it is that you do, you got to put those reps in. And what the reps is, is consistently, consistently failing leads to more success, leads to more discovery. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like, I think what happens now, and I see this a lot with people that are like, 20 or, or, or younger, when I go in and speak to colleges or I speak to different kind of career programs, it's like nowadays I see people throwing words like toxic at things or mm-hmm. throwing words like exhausted at things or like, and a lot of times when people say, oh, this is like a toxic environment, it's like, mm-hmm. what's toxic about it? Oh, well, like I keep being asked to do things that I don't want to do. And it's like, well, what do you, but is that toxic or is that just you like, how many things do I do every single day that I don't love to do? Mm. Like, but you got to do the things sometimes that you don't want to do to get to the things that you do want to do. And I think that we're all like a little bit high on our own supply, mm-hmm. right? Because of the Instagram echo chamber and the TikTok echo chamber. And I think that like how you, how I got to be disciplined was there was a place I wanted to get to that was not in the same place I was at, mm-hmm. whether it was forward or diagonal or up or down or whatever the direction you want to put it in your mind is. Right. You got to plant that that thought in your brain, and then you got to figure out whatever it is that's going to push you to get there. In my case, it was running away from failure. I did not want to be another generation that didn't go to college. I did not want to be another generation that didn't that worked a blue collar job and punched in and punched out and struggled every time the 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 bills came every month. Right? I didn't want that. I wanted to be financially independent. I wanted to be able to to blaze my own trail in life. I wanted to be able to do this and that 
And in my case, it was design and code. Mm. Only way to do that is to start my own thing at that point. Nowadays, it's a little bit different, but back when I did it, like there was no side hustle, right? Everyone's got a side hustle now. Like there was no side hustle. It was like, you either follow this rubric or you start your own thing. So the, between the choice of the two, like I was starting my own thing and I did that. And hindsight being 2020, like I probably could have gotten where I'm at now faster if I took that corporate job first, made, you know, put the, put away those stacks and then did the other thing. But that's my path. That's what worked for me. I'm not saying it's going to work for you or the, or the audience, but I think the problem with discipline is that people hear discipline and discipline is hard. I think consistency doesn't have to be hard, right? Like if you read some of these great books on consistency and psychology, it's like, make your bed in the morning. Like I don't fucking make my bed. I don't. Right. Either. I really don't. No, but, but like, but every single day, like I go and get coffee consistently because when I'm on caffeine, it makes me feel better. It gives me more juice. Right. Like I don't want to go to the gym. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not in your level of shape. Right. But I know if I don't go to the gym, my stress levels are going to be higher. I'm not going to be able to perform. If I can't perform, then I can't earn. If I can't earn, I can't take care of my family. So for me, I'm consistently going to the gym because I have to do that. Right. That's the problem is I think that people are like, everything is so laissez-faire today. You know, I'm going to pick this up today. I'm going to try this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever gets past that point of suck, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's like you either get to suck and then you stop or you or you get to like suck, you push past it and then you come out on, on a new horizon, a new version of yourself. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is nowadays they tell you, okay, you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. You know, you can pick your name, you can pick your gender, you can pick your workplace, you can pick all these, you have all these choices today, right? But the problem with all these choices is it leads to choice paralysis. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about earlier. If I can be anything, then who should I be? Mm. What should I be? And then now instead of just trying one thing, I'm, I'm met with anxiety because I got this thing buzzing every two seconds that Mm -hmm. people are texting me, all these things are happening. So I empathize a lot with, with my 19 year old self that exists today, Mm. right? Which is, so that's where I think that the consistency becomes a problem. And then instead of having it rain and catching those raindrops, they're trying to make it rain and do too much at once. Mm. You know, like I used to do that a lot. I fucked around a lot in my twenties, right? Where I like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to start this new thing. And I would just take a big swing. Wasn't researched, didn't have a plan and not having a plan is a plan to fail. Yes. Facts. Like, right. So for me, I spent a lot of money. I wasted a lot of money. I did a lot of dumb fucking shit because I just didn't have a plan and I didn't ask smart people to help me. Like if I said to somebody the other day, I'm like, like Oh, I want to raise money for this new thing. I want to do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you have a plan? No. Do you have a deck? No. What's a deck? I'm like, Google that. <laughs> like, do you, have you reached out to anybody? Have you asked any of your teachers? Have you asked any of your friends? Like, are, they, are you in a church group? Are you in a whatever group? Like, have you asked anybody for help? No. Do you have you no plan? You've asked nobody for help. Like, you need to do your research. Yeah. And then at the end of it, the person was like kind of frustrated because I think they just wanted me to like give them a magic answer. And I'm like, look, the, you have everything you need. You just have to go do the work. Exactly. But this is the thing. This is, this is why we're here having a podcast, having a conversation. And there's some people right now that are still lost. Mm. And sometimes the best way to not be lost is to recognize that you're just wandering. And that's totally cool. But again, I'm not trying to sound like a preacher, but like for me, all I can share is my own experience. I hope it's helpful for you and the audience, but um, that's just been my experience. I hope that answers the questions. No. <laughs> it definitely does. And um, that's one thing I, like, I always like to tell people when it comes to consistency is to 
shift your perspective. Because so many people will sit here. I know there's somebody listening to this right now. That you're saying that you cannot be consistent. You consistently do certain things every single day. You may consistently wake up and instantly check your phone. You may consistently go to the bathroom and brush your teeth first. Right? You may consistently go on a walk after you eat. I, I, don't, I don't know. You do things every single day habitually. That is consistency, but you just don't know how to be consistent in what you really want. And I love how you said that you essentially took a big swing at it and you failed. When it comes to changing your habits, shout out to James Clear and Atomic Habits and all the other habit building books I've read before. You can't just essentially do like these 30 day challenges. I'm personally not a fan of like these 30 day challenges. You had to ease into it. So instead of trying to go to the gym every single day, you're going to burn yourself out. Just do some push-ups at home. Don't even go to the gym. Just do some push-ups at home and make it so eventually that your workout at home is so long that you're like, I have outgrown my, my home, my home space to work out. I need equipment. Now you're going to the gym. Maybe you're going to the gym three days a week, and then you're eventually you're going five days a week. And I, I think that's when people they get they get stuck, they get fearful because they see this big idea that they have for trying to be consistent and disciplined, yeah. but they don't know how to break it down. And like you said, you said raindrops lead to puddles, puddles lead to to ponds, and then did you say pond lead to, to rivers? I probably just messed that all the way up. Well, all the same stuff. <laughs> Small bodies become big bodies. Right? Exactly, yeah. but that that's the that's the thing, and especially my generation, we are. So used, I don't want to say being handed everything, but everything comes quick. If we, I, yeah. I like to say we're, we're essentially uh, growing up in a microwave society. Everything yeah. can essentially be at our fingertips within five. The fact that you can order your groceries and it will be there within two hours is crazy. The fact that you can order something online, it will be there the next day or sometimes it's the same day is crazy. We are so used to a quick fix, that dopamine quick fix. Yeah. It is so many things that we don't even realize it's affecting us in every single way that we operate in our life. And it yeah. affects how we're disciplined, how we're consistent, how we see ourselves, how we're able to grow, how we're able to find who we truly want to be. Like you were saying, what you're yeah. passionate about, what you don't like. Because I can definitely relate to you when you were talking about earlier, you had to figure out what you don't like in order to figure out what you're passionate about. Yeah, and I think... I want to build on something you said there before I forget, which is like conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a book behind me called Hooked, which is all about the psychology of products. Great book if you're into like products and stuff like that. But if you think about conditioning, right? If your whole life, it's very Pavlovian, right? Like a mouse in a, in a, like a rat in a cage, right? It's like every time I hear the bell, I run over because I think I'm going to get fed. So if I hear a bell and I don't get fed, my brain doesn't know how to process it, right? So conditioning. If I'm so used to Amazon Prime same day, next day delivery, and then you fuck around and give me an experience where I have to wait a week for it, I'm going to be out of my mind, right? The same way that like people would just expect Instagram and all these tools and all these platforms I would be working, and then the platform is down for like five minutes and people lose their minds on social media, right? You are, we are being consistently conditioned to a stimulus and a response, right? So like, why is that important? Well, that's important because you're already in a consistency loop as a human. You just don't know it yet. You just got to mm -hmm. wake up to it. Like, like wake up from the matrix 
like you're in the real world. Right. Wake up. And then when you wake up, you realize, oh shit, I'm already consistently doing things mm-hmm. like you just said. So I think ultimately there, then what you have to realize is like, all right, well then what else do I need to do consistently that's going to help me get closer? And I would say, are you closer to your path or are you farther from your path? Because I think some people are like think of things as like right and wrong. It's very Boolean, true, false, um, very binary. Um, but it's not, right? It's what, where are you right now, right? We all share the same three currencies, right? Time, attention, and breath. Those mm-hmm. are the three currencies in life we all share no matter where we're at, where we're, where we're born, how we live, the whole thing. Time, attention, breath. How are you going to spend your time, attention, and your breath? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, do you. I'll do me. But at the end of the day, like if I'm complaining that I'm 20 pounds overweight, which I am right now, right? Well, maybe I should stop fucking, you know, drinking, drinking on the weekends. Maybe I should start doing more cardio. Like that's my problem, right? Like if I changed, like I always tell people, change the frame, change the game, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Change, change the method, change the mindset, change the outcome. It's everything is just a game in a laboratory of like tweaking dials. I always like to think of like myself as like, I used to DJ when I was younger just for fun, right? Like, you know, it wasn't anything special, but it's like, it's kind of like when you're mixing things together, right? Like you're turning this one up and you're turning this one down and like create your own mix in life because we all have that choice. And if that means that you want to just binge content and work a, you know, nine to three job that is whatever just to pay enough bills and you keep your expenses low, if that makes you happy and fulfillment, amazing, right? If you want to kill yourself and work 70 hours a week and, um, sorry, kill yourself is the wrong language for him. You know, if you want to grind hard and work 70 hours a week. I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure the audience doesn't, because I'm not trying to disrespect anybody's mental health. But like, if you want to work 70 hours a week and that's what you want to do because you're doing it, do you. That's your choice to make, Mm -hmm. right? Like I always say like, if what I'm doing is not harming other people, then great. Like, you know, but when you start doing things that affect other people, then you got to really think about the, you know, the causality, your actions, all that kind of stuff. But not to get overly philosophical, but like that's that's the thing is like I think to your point, everyone is consistent, but I think people are also consistently lazy, and I think consistent consistently true. lazy is, and look, I'm lazy too at times, right? Like I'm like sometimes I'll spend like three hours just trying to automate something with technology because I just don't want to do it the boring, repetitive way. I now at the end of it, I'm like late. I'm like, <laughs> did I really just like write code to go and do all this stuff that I could have just copied and pasted myself and. Now, I try to comfort myself, pat myself on the back and say, well, now I don't ever have to do that thing again because I did it. But sometimes it's like, did you really just waste three hours to be more productive to fill your schedule with this other thing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I can relate to that so much. I can relate to that so much. It's like- I gave we're all works in progress man. to not have time. Yeah, we're we're all works in progress, right? It's like, you know, one of the things I think is funny about the like, the hamster wheel of life or mm-hmm. what I, what most people refer to as the hedonic treadmill. It's like the faster and harder we run on the treadmill, we're still running and running and running because we're just chasing, we're running in place basically. Right. So like I spent most of my twenties being like, let me fill my calendar. Now I'm spending my, I just turned 40, like, like a couple months ago. Now happy I'm trying to spend my life. What's that? It's a happy belated. Oh, thanks man. Now I'm trying to spend my time unfilling my calendar. Mm. Right. Like it's like, I look at my calendar now. Back in the day, it's like, oh my God, my calendar is super open. That's not productive. 
like, and I want to be clear when I say calendar, I don't just mean meetings. I mean like scheduling things to do. I'm very like schedule driven. If it's not on the calendar, it's not real is what I tell my assistant. Listen, right? Pete, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So like, but now I look at my calendar. Yeah. That's what's up. Exactly. <laughs> Live by it. Yeah. You have to, right? Because that's your accountability partner, right? That's how you can stay. Con- you are consistent because that thing yells at you and is like, Phenom, did you do this thing? And you're like, shit, I made a commitment to myself yeah. and, and Google calendar. And so I got to do this <laughs> thing now. Right. But if you give your, if you don't give yourself that constraint mm-hmm. for someone like me, that's ADHD, I'm like shiny object, <laughs> bright lights. Like I'm like a fucking squirrel, you know? So I think that that's the, that's the truth of the matter. And I'm just blessed now that I have people around me that like understand how to, how to work around me so that I'm not getting in my own way. I love that. And that's been a big part, you know? Well, Pete, I have one last question for you. Yeah, fire away. I hope this is helpful for you in the audience. Oh, 100%. What, I always like, I love to ask this question because I always get so many different answers. What is success to you? Hmm. Success is maximizing the amount of joy and fulfillment with the least amount of effort as possible. I like that. I like that. Okay. I like I really do like that. I haven't heard I haven't heard any answer that's similar to that yet. I love that. So wrapping up today, first of all, I want to thank you so much for your insight, for your knowledge that you dropped on this show. But oh, before thanks we for go, having me. This was fun. Thank you. Before we go, I of course want you to be able to plug yourself. So let everybody know how they can find you and how can they support you. Yeah. So I'm not here to sell you anything. Um, so I appreciate you tuning in if you're hearing this now or in the future. If you want to stay in touch with me in terms of the way that I think, I write a newsletter. It's a free newsletter. Every two weeks, I drop it on Fridays. It's uh, PeteSena.com. There's a, a you know subscribe button on the top. Um, I'm on most of the social channels. So I'm PeteSena on most. I'm PeteSena on LinkedIn. I'm PeteSena on Twitter. PeteSena on Medium. Um, my words are on Medium. My videos and my thoughts are on Instagram and TikTok. Um, my random middle of the night insomniac thoughts are on Twitter and Pizzana. Um websites, pizzana.com. And then that's, that's stuff on me. If you want to learn more about the work that I do um, with different organizations, you can check out digital surgeons, which is the brand consultancy I started in my dorm room, um, which I built up to, you know, a, a pretty sizable firm. Um, and that's digitalsurgeons.com. And if you want to join our community, of like-minded innovators, um, that is thinkforward.co. Um, so the, it's, I'll have you, I'll have you put it in the show notes just so people don't mess up, just thinkforward.co. But, um, the thing that people always, I'll, I'll pop it here in the chat. It's, um, just so you can see it here because people sometimes will Google the wrong thing. It's, it's think T H I N K F W D.co. Um, we were trying to be trendy when we did that and <laughs> didn't really think about search. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the community. And we've got a free discord people can join where they connect with people, everyone from like students are on there all the way up to like executives at the company. So it's a, it's a mix of people who are really focused on designing and thinking about the future. So a lot, a lot of design minds, tech minds, marketing minds, et cetera. So that's how you stay in touch with me. Um, again, 
if there's any ways that I can help, uh, let me know. And if you come across some of my content, you know, I'd appreciate it if you smash the like button. I love it. Again, thank you so much. And thank you everybody so much for tuning in today. This has been another episode of Execute the Secrets to Fast Success Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Phenom, and we will catch you guys on the very next episode. Peace.